Welcome to episode 14 of the Crane Cares Community Podcast. My name is Michael Hostetler, and I'm the Vice President of Marketing for Crane Credit Union. Joining us on the podcast today is Jacob Seip. Jake is the Executive Director of the Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority. IHCDA's mission is to provide housing opportunities, promote self-sufficiency, and strengthen Indiana communities. Jake and I discussed how homeownership affects the Indiana economy, as well as what options are available to consumers who are buying their first home, and what consumers should do that may be struggling to keep up with their current mortgage, rent, or utility payments. You can find out more information on the IHCDA at in.gov IHCDA. Enjoy. Hi, Jake. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Michael. Thank you for inviting me to participate. So glad to have you on here and talking about an organization and programs that I'm not sure that many of our credit union members or listeners know exists. So the Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority. So I'm looking at your website and one of the strategic priorities is to create and preserve housing for Indiana's most vulnerable population. So Jake, my first question to you is who is that most vulnerable population in Indiana? Well, for uh, a lot of our Hoosier friends out there, um, you know, having uh, low and moderate income, uh, our working families um, are many of those that we're serving. Um, and uh, we know that we recognize that a lot of folks uh, live paycheck to paycheck. And so, you know, trying to prioritize some of the limited resources that we have available to target uh, households um, with, uh, you know, moderate to low income. So what types of services do you find um, members of this community coming to you for? Uh, what type of help do they need the most? Yeah, you know, our agency actually uncover, covers the entire spectrum of housing. <clears throat> and that means everything from <clears throat> home ownership to homelessness and everything in between for our renters and, and, and folks. So it really does encompass the entire housing spectrum uh, when we talk about low and moderate income households. So uh, we do have um, homeownership products that we provide. And then we also uh, work with a network of not-for-profits um, that uh, work specifically with individuals that are at, that are at risk or experiencing homelessness. Um, many of our products are also working with uh, developing or preserving um, affordable housing across our state um, as well. So in what instance do do members of the population find out that that you exist and these resources are available? I mean, what's what's a typical person's path to to dealing with the housing and community development authority? Yeah, you know, it just depends on on their situation, kind of where they are. Um, if it's a if it's a household um, that's in need of getting some assistance for their energy or their water assistance. We have programs and those are run primarily through the community action agencies. So the local community action agency uh, would be one that they would reach out to. If they're looking at actually buying a home, um, let's say using uh, one of our products for down payment assistance, um, they would go directly to their lender and uh, have a discussion about does this IHCDA uh, product uh, work for them? in terms of um, 
buying their first home or it doesn't necessarily have to be a first time home buyer. Um, so it just depends on kind of where each household is um, in terms of what, what their needs are. Um, we do see a lot of folks that need um, assistance with their rent. Uh, they may have been impacted by the pandemic and either have gotten behind on their rent or are struggling to make their rent payment. The Indiana Emergency Rental Assistance Program uh, does provide um, rental assistance currently for those households that have been impacted by the pandemic. And there's a lot of ways in which a household could have been impacted by the pandemic. It doesn't necessarily mean that they've had um, COVID or anything like that. Just have you financially had a hardship? Um, there's a lot of reasons why folks have had hardships <clears throat> during this pandemic. <clears throat> the Indiana Emergency Rental Assistance Program is providing up to 15 months of assistance in, in rent. Um, and that could be bringing them current on their rent or forward-facing rent. Um, so going to indianahousingnow.org uh, to find out more information about the program or to start an application. Um, or if you're a landlord, you know, making sure that helping us communicate to the renters to know that they can apply for this emergency rental assistance is also a great resource for them, having conversations with their landlords about that. Yeah, that's a great point of being a resource for not only tenants, but landlords as well, because uh, we definitely see both uh, types of people who work with the credit union and, and come to us for help. So and, and you touched a little bit on the on the pandemic there and, and COVID. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's a question we've posed a lot to the guests that we've had on the show recently. But how has that affected uh, you and how uh, your organization works? Has it um, brought more problems to the forefront? Is it still you know, business as usual, or have you seen, you know, not much change with uh, COVID? I mean, how has the pandemic affected what you do day to day? Yeah, it absolutely has. It has definitely shined uh, light on the fact that we do have a lot of households that um, have housing insecurities, housing instability. <clears throat> I mentioned the rental assistance, you know, when a household has reduction in hours because of uh, whether or not that's their their kids are staying home from school or that their job hours have been reduced, you know, that puts a, a tremendous strain on a household in, or, in order for them to make their rent payment or their, their mortgage payment and their utilities. And so um, it, it's clear that um, this pandemic has had that, that stress on so many renters and, and homeowners as well. And so these resources that we have available are, are limited and uh, hopefully we can get continue to get the word out that there is some assistance that can can help renters either stay current or get current on their rent um, we will be launching a new mortgage assistance program called the indiana homeownership or homeowner assistance fund um, that will be uh, available here for homeowners on um, the first of march uh, so if homeowners um, are behind on their mortgage payments uh, we can help them with uh, getting current up to six months of um, mortgage assistance as well. And that's gonna be, like I mentioned, uh, that'll go live here the 1st of uh, March. And that, that's available at 877gethope.org uh, where homeowners can go and, and start an application. So, you know, in general though, I do think clearly there has been some challenges uh, that our households have experienced related to the pandemic. Um, resources are available for renters, for homeowners, um, in terms of rent payments, mortgage payments, and also utilities. We also have um, an energy assistance program and a water assistance program that's also available 
for renters and homeowners um, as well. Now, I think a question that many people might have is, is how do they know when they should be seeking this type of help or how do they know that they're a, they're a candidate for it? And, you know, because, you know, you're, you're talking about low to moderate income, but I think some people may think that, you know, there's probably still people that have it worse than I do right now. So, yeah. so how do I know that this is something I should be looking into? Is there telltale signs? Is there something I should be looking for in my situation, like loss of employment or something like that? I mean, how do I know when to call you? Yeah, you know, that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's a really interesting question. And we recognize that a lot of people, um, you know, have a lot of pride and don't want to ask for assistance or don't want to request assistance and fully understand that. Um, however, we're in a unique time and um, folks need to um, at least see if they're eligible. And here's what I would say. Don't try to determine, self-determine whether or not you're eligible or not. Let us get the information from you and then let us try to determine whether or not you're eligible. Um, there, these programs do have income requirements. The challenge is that every program has a different eligibility requirement, whether it's hardship or income or whatever it might be. So let go ahead, fill out the application. Um, most of these applications don't take a lot of time. They're, you can do them online um, or you can call 211 and they'll help you with the application. And then let us determine that. Um, two times, so, so many times I think, number one, households have a lot of pride and don't want to make that request. Or they try to sift through all of the eligibility criteria and try to self-determine whether or not they're eligible or not or how much. Let, let us do that work for you. Go ahead, fill out the application. The applications are pretty straightforward. And then let us determine if you're eligible and then what type of assistance and how much assistance you can get. So take that burden off of yourself, just apply. The worst we could say is no, <laughs> you know? So um, that, that would be my advice for households. Hey, it, it, we all know almost everyone has been impacted by the pandemic in some way and experienced some type of hardship. So um, let us try to figure out how we can best help uh, your situation. Now, even throughout the pandemic, you know, we have still seen a large number of of uh, new home buyers coming to the credit union and looking for mortgages. And certainly that department's been very busy through over the last several years. Um, you know, what type of interest have you seen in home ownership during the last couple of years? Has it been, um, you know, as the market would say, it's still increasing or have you seen a little bit of a slowdown because of pandemic and you know, how much of that work are you still doing, even though, um, you know, unemployment's still a little bit high? And are you still seeing as many new uh, home buyers as you used to? Yeah, absolutely. Homeownership is uh, definitely um, been very, very strong. Um, and that is there. And it's, it's somewhat surprising considering there's such limited inventory that's out there for homeowners to choose from. Um, we know that there's serious um, low inventory across our state um, for homeowners. Um, even with that, though, we, you know, we've had been at historic low interest rates. Um, our production on our single family products uh, in 2021 uh, was the best year we ever had. We did more single family mortgages, helped more uh, homeowners for the uh, purchase a home than we ever have in our history of our agency. And a lot of that has to do with um, understanding um, the, the needs that are out there. 
Uh, we increase the amount of down payment assistance that we will provide for first-time home buyers up to 6% of the acquisition cost. Um, and that down payment assistance is forgiven over nine years. It's 0% interest rate, there's zero payments. And if you stay in the house for nine years, we forgive the down payment assistance. If you're a second time home buyer or, or not a first time home buyer, um, we have products for, for you as well. Uh, we go up to 3.5% down payment assistance and that's forgiven after three years. So a little quicker. Um, if you are a first time home buyer, you can also may be eligible for what's called a mortgage credit certificate or an MCC. Um, and that actually will get, provide you um, with a, a federal income tax credit up to 25% of the interest that you pay every year annually. Uh, so that's a really nice um, added benefit when you combine that with our uh, next home product. Our next home product is the one that provides the DPA up to 3.5%. Our first place product provides down payment assistance of, of 6%. So with those, you know, we've made some, continue to make changes to those understanding um, that seller concessions is very limited right now in a low inventory environment. Um, and so these products have been very, very um, sought after and in high demand uh, for uh, homeowners um, that are looking to purchase a home. And these are moderate, you know, working families um, that qualify for our, um, our, our single family products. I mean, the nice thing about our products is you work with your, your lender, your mortgage company, or your mortgage or your bank or your credit union. Um, and uh, we work directly with that mortgage loan officer in originating your loan and kind of IECDA is behind the scenes providing your down payment assistance for you. So it's a really nice feature. Um, and we do have a, a high demand for this product uh, specifically over the last, since the pandemic. Um, so yeah. You know, one of the things that I saw on your website, there was a, this line of text that I really, really liked. Um, said, Hoosiers should have the opportunity to live in safe, affordable, good quality housing in economically stable communities, which, you know, I think is, you know, we talk about the, the dream of owning a home and buying a home. That, that puts it just very succinctly right there. Um, it leads me to this question, though. So, so the more people that own homes... Um, you know, what effect does home ownership have on the overall economy and why is home ownership good for Indiana overall? Well, home ownership and housing in general is one of our leading economic indicators, right? Um, you think about the construction materials and, and building a new home, um, the maintenance, um, you think about everything, appliances, everything that um, goes into being a homeowner obviously generates an economic return for our communities in terms of property taxes and, and it goes on, the list goes on. Um, and you think about the number of jobs that are created within the housing industry. Uh, you know, we oftentimes we lose sight that our mortgage loan officers, our appraisers, uh, construction workers, all of those things are all part of the housing industry. Um, and so it is an integral part of our economy. Um, and so um, investing in, in ensuring that we continue to build new construction, but also preserving our existing housing is also just as important um, uh, for our communities. Um, housing is a, is a place that attracts people and retains our talent, um, regardless of whether or not it's affordable or our first time entry level or an executive home. It all goes together in terms of a community. It's a sense of place. And it is the reason why people choose to live where they want to live. 
Um, we talk a lot about talent retention and talent attraction. Well, that place is all about the, having a, a good variety of different types of housing options, whether or not you're just graduating from high school or graduating from college and looking to get your first uh, job and you're starting your career, uh, you want an entry level affordable place to live. Or at the other end of the spectrum, when you're retiring and you would like to downsize, you still want to have uh, a place that's affordable, um, probably maybe because your income has been limited after you retire and, and having a downsize. Um, so you want to make sure that you have a good variety and a good mix of different types of housing options, whether that be multifamily uh, with rental and home ownership and, and, and the different price points. Because, you know, everyone at a different point in their life have a different price point that they need for their housing. And so that's part of our mission of our agency is to ensure that we're supporting a variety of different um, housing options with different housing uh, price points. Jacob, this has been really great information. And I know we're, we're a little bit short on time today. So I want to close with, with one question. And it's something that we, you know, we work with here at the credit union and we find that, you know, as people are dealing with their finances, there's a lot of things that they learn uh, over time and from experience that they may not have learned uh, when they were younger. So certainly going through the home buying process is is one of those things where you, you kind of learn as you go. So let's play out a scenario here. You know, let's say I'm, you know, I'm just starting out. I've got a new job. Um, you know, maybe I've got a, a wedding upcoming and I'm, I'm interested in buying my first home. Uh, you know, what's the one piece of advice that you're going to give to me uh, that first time home buyer? You know, we have that conversation quite a bit within our agency because buying a home, especially for the first time, is a little scary. And sometimes it doesn't matter whether or not you're buying your first home or your second or your third home, you're still going to be a little bit intimidated by going through the process. So what is important is that we create, at least at our agency, with our products, make sure that they're, they're, um, they're easy to understand and that uh, it's not intimidating and that you should feel free to explore and have a conversation with your mortgage loan officer or your realtor about IHCDA's first place product or next home product and have them work with you with your, with your loan officer to determine which one's best for you in, in your situation. And are you looking at staying in this home for the next 10 years or is this a home that you're gonna look to, to live and transition with a larger home, maybe as you have a family um, that you may wanna look to have another home in five years. So those are great questions. Um, I think it's important to have those conversations with you and your and your family, and then also with your mortgage loan officer to determine what's the best route in terms of what single family products best for your situation. We try to keep it simple. Um, the website uh, that we've created for homeowners uh, kind of walks you through the process a little bit um, in understanding um, how to maximize the down payment assistance uh, and if a mortgage credit certificate would be the appropriate a financial vehicle for you. So I, I think at the end of the day, it, don't, feel, don't feel overwhelmed. Everyone feels that way when they buy their first home. Uh, just know that IACDA is here to be supportive of you uh, making that decision to be a homeowner, and we want to make sure that it's a successful experience for you. So folks, you've heard it here from Jake himself. Ask for help. There's always people willing to help you understand the home buying process and uh, guide you to getting your first home and and many other resources that the IHCDA also helps with. So we will post uh, links to all those helpful resources 
uh, on our website, on our blog post that corresponds with uh, with the podcast. Certainly, Indiana 211 is always an option as well. Uh, Jacob, thank you for joining us on the podcast today and giving this helpful information on home buying and other forms of assistance to our listeners and credit union members. And as we uh, as we close every podcast, we'd like to thank you and your team for all the positive your work you're doing in helping out the uh, Indiana community. So appreciate your time and thank you for what you do, Jake. Thank you, Michael, for having me. And it's, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Crane Credit Union, visit us online at cranecu.org.